job hops. Um, and I feel like it, it's just, it's nerve wracking. Cause part of me is like, okay, if I'm doing all these job hops, this is great. Cause I'm learning what I want to do with my career. But at the same time, there's other people who are staying in their careers for, you know, these first 10 critical years where they're going to This week's episode of Just Doing Life with your favorite host, Megan Moi. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a minute, um, but happy to be here, back better than ever. I've had a wonderful reset. Um, you know, I am living back with my parents. I know. What if you just listened to probably the last three episodes that I came out with, I said, I'm going to Boston. I'm doing it. I'm doing this new thing. I'm going to go be a traveling queen. I'm going to be going all over the country. I'm just going to settle here for two weeks, then here for two weeks. Well, no, I'm settling here as in my parents' house. Um, But that is because, long story short, a lot fell through regarding Boston. I'm still on the prowl for a new place to stay. Would like to go somewhere warm for the winter time, maybe two to three months. If you guys have a couch, a cushion, an air mattress, honestly, a floor, I will take it. So just know I'm looking around. Um, Before I jump into this week's episode, actually, I'll give you a little rundown of what to expect. So this week we have Danny, another great gal that I met on TikTok. Danny is so put together. She's 23. um, And just like, Speaking with her, I was thinking, are, are we on the same level? Because I feel a little bit immature based on how eloquently she spoke and just how much wisdom she shared as a 23-year-old. Um, so it's a great episode, but um, she works in operational marketing and I love her story because she she's one of those who bounced around a little bit right after college, tried to figure out what, she, what it was she wanted to do. And it's amazing because in the span of only what, two years, her whole pathway kind of came full circle. So she figured out some things that she was interested in in an internship. And when she got her first job, it didn't necessarily align exactly with what those interests were. But then she found a new job that wasn't necessarily exactly what those interests were, but she found side work within the job that got her back to what she was excited about, which I don't know. It was just, it was a great, great conversation. We talk about mentorship and the importance of finding mentorship within your first couple jobs out of school, um, for the pros and cons of job hopping when you're young and just figuring out what you like about those jobs that you can carry on to the next career move. So it's a great episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, but before I jump into that, of course, I've got a great story for you. It's been like two weeks. Of course, crazy things have happened to me. So like two weeks ago, I was staying with some friends in the city and I had to catch a train back home in the morning, back to good old mom and dad's house, you know, and I woke up really early and I was waiting around for this one train at nine o'clock in the morning. I get to Union Station at 8.45 and I'm looking for this nine o'clock train and I could not find a nine o'clock train. I was, I was losing my mind. I was like running up to all these people asking, where's this nine o'clock train? Where's this nine o'clock train? Like, did they cancel it? Whatever. And come to find out totally, totally wrong. I was looking at the wrong date or something. I was looking at the wrong, wrong tracks and there was no nine o'clock train home. So the train doesn't come till 10. I was standing there. Okay. Let me set the picture. I'm wearing, I, I had just gone out the night before rowdy night. Okay. I'm wearing my glasses. My hair is not combed. I probably have some like lipstick residue on my face, possibly some smear mascara. I've got a raggedy old t-shirt on and some shorts and probably socks that are a little too high above the ankle, like not the right ratio above the ankle. So I'm wearing that. 
And the, the man that works at the train station, I had asked him, you know, where's his train? He told me I was delusional and then I walked away. Well, as I'm standing there staring at my phone, this man from the train walks back up to me and he goes, I- I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't really quite understand what you were asking me at first because I was just blown away. I was thinking, what is this goddess talking to me? <laughs> like, okay, this goddess, first of all, thank you. That just, you know, that's exactly what I needed after a stressful morning. But second of all, are you delusional? Like, I, do you see what I look like? Either that or maybe, uh, maybe he also had a, a crazy wild night out the night before and maybe wasn't quite, quite right in the, in the right headspace. Um, but yeah, so that, that happened and I was just like taken aback. I didn't really know what to say. And he, uh, actually also asked me if I was dating anyone and, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to lie, but in this case it seemed valid. I, you know, played that boyfriend card real hard, but Okay, let's let's get on to the story, okay? I hope you guys enjoy it. Um and cheers. Welcome Danny. Danny, nice to meet you. Um I kind of just said it, but I met Danny on uh TikTok as one of your uh videos popped up on my feed. So, another stranger. Love love having random people come on and share their stories, but before we get into all of your fun career stuff, um would love to just give the audience a chance to hear a little bit about you, where you're from, hobbies, um anything you want them to know that's not necessarily uh career focused. Sure. So, my real name or I guess long name is Daniela Rajamolina. I was born and raised in Costa Rica, so I moved out here when I was five. Okay. Uh, kind of have lived all over the place. I very much love traveling, so I live in Southern California right now, uh, but then I went to college up at San Jose State in the Silicon Valley, and then I studied abroad in London, traveled around there for a while, then the pandemic hit, and then- While well, you were abroad? I- yeah, it was oh, kind of crazy. Bummer. Oh, gosh, I, I have some friends who experienced that, and I can't imagine. Yeah, um, zero out of ten would probably not recommend <laughs> yeah. setting abroad during a pandemic. <laughs> um, and then I moved back to San Jose, finished off my senior year just remotely, and then I moved to Florida for a year, uh, and I just moved back to Southern California. So I've kind of been all, all over. over the place. Okay, yeah. and you're you're very young, right? You're like 23? Is that what yeah, I'm I saw? 23. Okay. okay, I saw that on one of your TikToks too, and I was honestly amazed because the one that popped up was you switching jobs, and then I landed in one that was, I'm 23 as well, and I was like, oh my gosh, like you're super young. So love love to see all the different things you've done in so many short years. Yeah, I've definitely been all over the place. I think just like moving at such a young age because got me accustomed to kind of traveling and having that spirit of just wanting to see new places, but. On top of that, I really enjoy baking. I like rock climbing, both indoor and outdoor. Um, I guess from what you can probably tell, I like TikTok and content creation, even though it doesn't really generate any sort of revenue for me. Mm-hmm. It definitely is just more so of a hobby. Um, and yeah, I really like my cat. I know the <laughs> listeners won't be able to see her, but here she is. Oh, she's cute. I can clip in a little a screenshot, so it'll be great. Here I'll she is. In the story. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, very cool. Okay. Well, um, I like to typically start, especially since you're so young, in high school, what you were kind of thinking career-wise and then how that transitioned into college. Um, and like I said, the conversation pretty much just goes everywhere. So we might jump around, but t- start yeah. off there and we'll see where we get. 
Okay, you'd be actually surprised, and I feel like I should probably share this more on the videos that I make, but in high school, I really wanted to go to med school, and that was the ultimate goal. Um, I got into high school and just pretty much did not do well in my courses for like any science-related, any math-related courses, so, but I kept, kind of still kept pursuing just wanting to go to med school. Um, there's a free clinic close by to where I live. And it was for people who couldn't afford healthcare. So I signed up to be one of the student volunteers there who also served as a bilingual translator for all the doctors. So was there for like two years volunteering. And during that time, I kind of realized I was like, this is not for me. Like this is, I love it. And I love giving back to the community, but the idea of going to med school just kind of like terrified me. And I was like, I just don't think I have it in me. And it wouldn't make sense to put myself through that if I wasn't mm -hmm. truly dedicated. Um, with that, I actually, so one of the other volunteers happened to be a retired college, uh, what is this, like admissions helper? What is the official name for that? Admissions counselor, maybe? Admissions counselor, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of another word for helper, but... <laughs> Sorry, I've been working all day, so no, my it's brain's okay. a little fried. But um, so, yeah, she was retired, but then she would offer those services to any of the volunteers. So she was actually, like, the biggest help in understanding where I wanted to take my college major. So I applied to several schools, kind of just, like, on a whim, applied to San Jose State, and that's where I ended up going. Very cool. Okay. So at that point, first of all, I think it's great that you were so young and were able to experience that healthcare side because I, I personally was also pre-med and I, I went in high school and through college, but I started off high school, like, like science or I want to be, um, a doctor. I want to be a doctor, but I never actually like put myself in to like a right. doctor environment. And so I think it's great that you were able to see that and realize very early on that wasn't for you. But at that point then, um, after you spent all those years, you know, thinking that's what you wanted, obviously extremely young, what was your, your mindset then? Were you like, okay, I have no clue at all what I want to do. Or was it, um, like you had a few interests here and there? Um, I guess everyone probably just hears like about business marketing and it sounds cool and everyone kind of can understand what marketing is just at a base level. So I applied to be a marketing major and, I didn't know too much about it. My mom worked in advertising. So I was like, oh, I guess that kind of <laughs> reflects it. And then um, just kind of like went along with it. I guess I didn't have anyone really close to me that was like a marketing major or working in the marketing field. So I didn't know what it really entailed. Um, it wasn't until I got to college. And I think it probably wasn't until like I actually started getting internships that I truly understood marketing is this like just huge umbrella and mm -hmm. there's like so many different sectors of it. And then I finally started finding niches within marketing that I really liked. So it kind of was like this long process of like trying to understand like what is my major? Cause for the first two years, you definitely know you're just taking these like general courses and you're like, Oh great. Like anthropology is great, but this isn't my major. Mm -hmm. So I guess it kind of took like a long time and most of understanding of like what I liked and disliked and wanted to find in a career came through internships. Um, I think the school aspect definitely was like helpful in just like the baseline knowledge um, and making those connections. I was really active on campus for a lot of the organizations. And I think that's where more so I got my boost 
into mm-hmm. like my adult career life. Okay, very cool. So in in that like transition where you were kind of figuring out how to niche down, um, were you actively taking note of, of those interests or was it just this general concept? Because I think a lot of people talk about, you know, self-reflection and really figuring out what it is that you truly desire. But one, not many people do it. And two, those who do don't really have like a structured formula. So I'm, I'm curious if you were somebody who avidly went through like on a, a summer basis after every internship, you know, I liked this. I didn't like this. I liked this. I didn't like this. Yeah, I think at least for the first internship I had, um, and it actually is like from this teacher I have that says the data nerd. <laughs> um, I realized like that I like a lot of more of like the back end marketing side of the house. I really like operations and that's where I really fit in. Um, I had an amazing mentor and I think that was like one of the biggest determinants of like me understanding like what I liked in a job and being able to communicate that. So he was like my manager during that time too, I guess manager in quotes because I just worked with him directly. So I think that was like the biggest contributor to finding what I truly liked in the job and communicating that and being put on projects that would allow me to kind of navigate through some of my interests and having like a manager or mentor that advocated to put me like in a variety of different projects. I think that was like the biggest thing that I advocate for. And I will tell like anyone, like try to find a mentor, try to, if it's not your manager, find someone else that will kind of vouch for you in understanding like what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. Um, through other internships, it, they just kind of had like different layouts. Uh, this company, the first one that I worked at was pretty, pretty big. You wouldn't consider it too much of a startup. Then I worked for another one that was like 50 people max. So oh, wow. finding <laughs> a mentor there looked a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit more independent, but I think it was just like gaining the confidence, at least with that first internship and kind of going through that. And then the last internship I had was like a sales internship. So it looked a little bit different um, in that regard. But I guess I don't have like a perfect formula. But Mm -hmm. like, again, I'll probably just be repeating myself, like find a mentor. I would say, Um, okay, so tell me then, how would you recommend let's go through the two scenarios you outlined, you had that one really big company, which honestly, sometimes I think could be almost just as challenging to find somebody if it's you're at a huge corporation, which I know some of the listeners are. So if you are at a, at a larger place where there might be a little bit more structure or organizational like outlines of who your su- supervisors are or whatever that might be, how do you approach those conversations so that you're really benefiting from them? And it's not just that classic, oh, he's my boss. You know, he just tells me <laughs> what the next steps are. Yeah, I think it's really important to leverage if like you're an intern or if you're really new to the company or really early on in your career to leverage that and just use that as a foundation to start conversations of saying like, hey, I'm just new. Um, I'm wanting to connect with you. Can I put some time on your calendar? And then from there, like spark a conversation. You're not going to just approach the conversation and be like, be my mentor. Uh, because that's like off-putting for anyone. Um, <laughs> you mean you don't like to go shout at people and ask them to <laughs> go to you through your job? <laughs> can't say that I do. Uh, but in those conversations is kind of like where you ask like those probing questions of like, this is what I'm really interested in. Uh, what are some projects that you're working on that maybe I could just shadow? I think in a world of like being remote, I've only had remote jobs. Um for my other job, they made us go into office like every so often, but mm-hmm. pretty much all remote. And I think you can definitely do that 
easier now connecting and kind of like asking for a mentor because you can hop on a Zoom call. You can just be muted. You can just be video off and be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. So that is such a, a hot take there. Cause I feel like most people are are saying it's so much harder to make those connections at work. Um, not being in that in-person environment, just from those small chit chat conversations in the hallways that establish more of like the friendships and work. But I can understand what you're saying with easier to connect and a much broader network of people that you can just throw time on their calendar. You don't do that when you're working in an office building and just knocking on people's doors. That's, that's interesting though. Um, I do love your point about connecting early in your, in your job. I think when I started my job, I've been at my uh, company for about a year now. And I think I had more conversations with high level management and and those upper level directors in the first two months than I have <laughs> in the remaining 10 months in the past year. So I definitely think that's, that's a great tip. Um, so you said it was different than when you went to this other smaller company. Walk me through that. How, what was your approach there? Yeah, I guess it all depends on the culture. I will talk a lot about like company culture and looking out for like those green flags. Uh, But for the other one, it just looked a little bit differently because it was so small. Um, I could get in contact with the CEO because I just genuinely needed to contact him about like the projects I was working on. Um, So that one, I guess, was more of a collaborative like mentorship where like I was just like approaching different people. I didn't have like a set person in which I went and asked my questions to. Um, It was like very much open forum. So I guess it just like depends of like how much Mm -hmm. work you're willing to put in and what you're trying to like understand what you're trying to get from a person. So obviously for like from the CEO, I'm not going to ask him like, oh, like give me career advice of like where my next step should be. How do I become the next CEO? (laughs) Yeah. How do I take your spot? Uh, But more so like asking like, where do you see the company? Uh, Like, what can I do to kind of like work towards like growing the company. I was like in marketing and like brand design for that internship. Uh, So I would ask a lot of his take on like the work that I was doing. Whereas like if you have like a manager or like an associate that you're working with, then you can kind of ask a little bit more about like that career progression. So it's Mm -hmm. about like catering the questions that you ask to these people and being strategic. And I think like further down the line, you kind of understand how those people like process uh, relationships best. And then that's kind of, I'm getting too far in the week. No, I love this. I I love this. I think this is great. It's so funny to me because I'm sitting here thinking about back in college. Um, like I remember every time I'd, I'd leave home for school in the first semester, I'd always get like these long lectures from my parents, like make sure you're going up to their professors, make your face known, do this, do that. And now it's like that, that is never ending. (laughs) Like it really is. You just have to put your face in front of these people, establish those relationships. So I think these are great tips because especially there's a lot of people who are coming right out of college, trying to make a name for themselves in these new industries and these new careers. So these are super helpful for people who need to make that leap to find somebody to um, help mentor them. Um, sorry, we got, I told you we get a little off track. Um, yeah, no, it. no worries. This is great. So take me through now. So you've, you've done your internships or graduating college. What's on your mind? What's next? So when I got to my second to last semester, so I graduated a Spring 2021, which feels like forever ago, oh but that's God, just yeah. last year. <laughs> um, so the fall prior was when I kind of started applying for jobs. I was looking for marketing roles, but I wasn't super set on anything. 
uh, a lot of the big tech companies in Silicon Valley offer a lot of rotational programs. So I was looking into that um, and I wasn't really too sure of what I wanted to do and then enter in the big four accounting firm that I applied for. Um, they had this job position and I just applied for it. It said like demand generation advisory. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll just apply for it. Um, I go through the interview process really quickly. Um, kind of just don't ask too many questions because I just didn't have like the knowledge of like, what questions should I be asking mm-hmm. through an interview to kind of find those Again, those green flags. Right. You just wanted a job. I just wanted a job. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to be sure that I could, like, after graduation, there was, like, this, like, ticking time because my parents were also moving to the East Coast at that time. So I was like, if I don't find a job, I have to move to the East Coast. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's just, like, a lot of factors that were happening. So I accepted the job. And it was in Florida. So I was living in San Jose at that time. And they were like, are you okay with going to Florida? And at that time, I was like, YOLO. <laughs> I That sounds silly, but like, I think that's No, yeah, that's you're young. This is like the best I'm time young, you're going yeah. to move. Yeah. I'm young, full of life. And so I just went for it. And then I moved. Was it one of like more. the old people communities that they, they moved you to? Or it was at least a fun city. <laughs> so I was living in Orlando. So okay. uh, neighbors with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, the and best. <laughs> it, was a, it was an interesting time. I think it was a little bit of a culture shock, which sounds weird because Florida is still in the United States. Uh, but I think the weather was a culture shock too. I'm used to it never raining here in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, we're in a drought, but it rains all the time in Florida. Right. It'll and rain so, like seven t- different occasions in one day. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it was definitely like an adjustment. And um, I went straight from like what we expected. We were going to go into the office. We still kept working from home because all the openings kept getting delayed um, due to COVID. So that was kind of something that just stopped me from going into office. Uh, During that time, I just didn't really find my passions with that job. Wait, Um, I'm sorry. Can you, so you said it was demand something advisor? Yeah. Demand generation advisory. So what is, what exactly does that entail? Is that now, marketing? Because <laughs> that does not sound like marketing to me. <laughs> uh, that was the thing. So I was like, kind of like looking for all sorts of jobs. Sorry, I like got kind of. No, that's okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. So it was interesting because everyone who went into this position kind of had a different expectation of what they would be doing in the role. It was a really new team and they were just wanting to hire like a lot of like young professionals. So people who were really early on in their career or people who were uh, just out of college. So the job description was a bit vague. Um, And what kind of got pulled to me was a more like marketing, more like relationship management, um, and it turned out to be more of like a sales position, which interesting. I wasn't like too happy about because they said it was like, oh, majority marketing and then maybe some sales on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like they need to be doing the sales for themselves because they sold you that job. <laughs> they really did. They were amazing sellers. So I will give you that. Uh, but I think what also sold me was like the huge name. Um, I mean, 
everyone recognizes, like if you've worked in finance or accounting, you recognize Mm -hmm. any of the big four The big company four names. people can name it off the top of their head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm hmm And I wanted that on my resume. My best friend worked for the firm and he worked in the audit side. So accounting, very much a numbers person. But I was like, yeah, I want to work there. Like everyone knows that. I want that on my resume. Um, there was another company that I was also applying for, but I was like, no
Yeah, no, I definitely spent some days crying, being frustrated, uh, but like, I just want to leave. I just want to take that job offer. Uh, but being intentional is like so crucial. And I think that's like why we're seeing like the great resignation and like why we saw so much uh, commotion around all that is because like, you know, workers these days, like majority of them do have that mm -hmm. ability to just choose and pick of where they go and um there's a this other TikToker who like kind of just swapped like from job to job like after five months and while I applaud her for doing that like that wasn't what I was trying to achieve mm -hmm. I'm like I'm trying to like find a place where you know I'm early in on my career so where I can build a foundation and go into a different area I went into customer success where I can kind of build out from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you just brought that up. Cause I was thinking when you're giving those reasons, um, why you were, you know, a little intimidated or didn't want to necessarily leave. I didn't hear necessarily specifically, like I wanted to be there for longevity or I really wanted to build my career. And that's something personally I'm struggling with right now is I'm, I'm stuck in this mental battle of, you know, is it better as far as 10 years down the road to have stuck with one role and gotten really, really good at it. And then, you know, just build off of that and then become the expert, make your money being the mm -hmm. expert in that. Or is now the time to really, you know, do those three, four, five month job hops. Um, and I feel like it, it's just, it's nerve wracking because part of me is like, okay, if I'm doing all these job hops, this is great because I'm learning what I want to do with my career. But at the same time, there's other people who are staying in their careers for, you know, these first 10 critical years where they're getting really, really good. So by the time I'm in that position, you know, they're up here and I'm down here. So right. did, did that ever go through your head at all? I know you said it, it being your first job out of college, you were a little nervous leaving so fast, but um, how did you weigh, you know, the pros and cons of that? I think it's like a good mix of, I guess, in today's world, you kind of have to be like the jack of all trades while also like staying true to whatever you're good at. So I think it was just like, uh, I'm just going to take a leap for it. I hope it works out after having like my interview process with the current company I'm at was really long. Initially, I was interviewing for one position and then they filled it internally. So I was kind of talking with the teammates for quite a long time. So I got an understanding of like what the team was like, what the culture was like, what the role would be. Um, and I know a lot of people probably don't have that, you know, long period of time where they're talking to a company. Uh, but I think it's just like somewhere in the middle of, you know, getting that experience like really early on and then kind of like finding a place where you can kind of like solidify that. I mm -hmm. think that's also why I push for like getting your certifications um, I was working on my Salesforce admin certification um, in other internships. I had gotten other certifications on like the platforms that we used. So that way, like you're currently working in whatever current role you're in, but you're also working on like other skills as well. So mm -hmm. if you do need a job hop, uh, you can have that in your resume. So yeah, that, that's a great tip. So are you saying getting these certifications that might not even pertain to what you're currently doing? Yeah. yeah, I think if you're interested in it, it doesn't like hurt because I mean, the Salesforce admin one isn't really applicable because mm -hmm. most of my work really isn't in that CRM. It's in a different one. Um, yeah. And getting that just like allows me to, you know, have conversations with people. I mean, just in an everyday 
Um, yeah, definitely. And then when it does come time to like interview for jobs, you know, you can definitely speak on that and be like, hey, I was proactive about this. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't just focusing solely on my job. I was focusing on other skills that I could up level as well. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's even more applicable now with um, all these LinkedIn recruiters who are just searching profile after profile every day. Um, right. So that's great just to be able to throw more stuff on there because so many people I've talked to have gotten these great opportunities just by people reaching out, which was not popular. Five, I mean, granted, I wasn't job searching five years ago, but I don't <laughs> think it was like super crazy big. Because even think when so I was either. in school, I didn't hear about that ever. Um, so I think that, that's a great point. Um, again, sorry, we got all over the place, <laughs> but would love to hear what you're doing now. Um, sorry, I was checking the time. I do have a call at 5.30, but we're good. Okay, sorry. So okay. Um, take me through, you know, after you decided you finally figured out what you wanted to do next after the eight month period. Yeah. So I started interviewing for this company that I'm working at. It's a fleet management company. So we sell the physical hardware and the software as well. Um, in my previous role, I was working in supply chain finance and a little bit of ESG, which is environmental social governance. Uh, I recommend listeners to search into it, watch videos. It's super interesting of what is being done in that area. But when I was applying, I was really leveraging that supply chain area since it just mirrored transportation and logistics really well. Um, so right now I work in the customer success department underneath what we call implementation. So the way that I like to explain it is that account executives close a deal. They sell the deal to the customer. And then after that, the customer has to install their devices. Um, and that's where I come in. I am pretty much in charge of training the customer in their dashboard, uh, whether they have cameras, whether they're using what we call a vehicle gateway, um, if they're using asset trackers, uh, dealing with all of that and what it looks like on their dashboard and dealing with like any integrations that they may have with any third party vendors. So that's kind of like my everyday of like baseline job description. Mm -hmm. uh, but you'll find that like in a lot of tech companies, we have OKRs. I don't know if you've heard of what that is. Mm -mm. Okay, so OKRs are objective key results which is basically like a fancy schmancy name for like side projects that we're working on. Okay. Um, and so usually all those projects that we're working on support our everyday. Like how can we make our everyday with customers easier? So I think that's probably like the part that I like most about my job is working on those side projects because and it's those a are little... internal. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So sorry, kind of like, <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> um, so that's like what I like most, mostly because it's more backend operational stuff. We're working on like a customer success specific CRM uh, and doing like a lot of workflows and functions through there, which I really enjoy. Um, I've even expressed to my manager that I'm like, this is what I really like. So she's definitely making the push for me to kind of like go more so in that direction in the mm -hmm. future with the company. So Having a manager that advocates for me is crucial. Um, and yeah, that's, I guess, what I kind of do in my everyday. I just work on a lot of side projects, work with customers. So it's a kind of a combination of previous roles that I've had before. Mm -hmm. It combines like the operations side of marketing that I used to work on. Yeah, I was just about also... to say, it's funny because I, I heard that buzzword come up. I was like, oh, she definitely said that she loved that in that one internship. So it's perfect. Yeah. And then it kind of combines like a sales aspect too, uh, just because like, 
customers during that period are still sometimes a little iffy and they're not really sure like what this looks like in their day-to-day -day operations. So it's kind of like continuing to sell the customer on that and mm -hmm. continuing to provide like an onboarding experience so that through the rest of their like term license, um, they have a positive outlook on the company. Okay, very cool. So when you um, decided to take this this position, the I might butcher this. I'm sorry. The OK, OKRs, whatever mm -hmm. the side, special side projects are. Was that listed in the description at first or is that something that's just kind of played out? And what I'm trying to get at here is how did you land on? I know you said the culture and, and the people sounded great, but how did you ultimately decide, you know, this is what I want to be doing on the day to day? I think the more I researched customer success and the more I understood it, was when it kind of like opened the door for me of like, oh, this is different from like customer service. Um, it like reflects more of like relationship management. And I'm like, oh, I'm really interested. So I started watching more videos about that. Um, to be quite honest with you, I don't think OKRs were really listed in the job description. I couldn't even tell you what was on yeah. the job description. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone actually uh, read the job description? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't think, I think like, it's the title, location, salary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, but like now that I know this, and this is also why I vouch for it in my my TikTok videos is like things to look for and things to ask during like the interview process is like. What other projects am I going to be supporting? Um, because like, although my everyday is fun and exciting and I love talking with customers and I love uh, working through workarounds with them, I also want to be like tapping into some of my other skills. So I don't think straight off the bat, I asked any questions around that. And I wish I did just because it would have made me that much more excited. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess that's, uh, something you just will learn with working at a company that does all that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, that's that's super exciting. I'm glad you found something that's way more your niche. Way it, it feels like it's full circle, even though again you're so young. So it's like yeah. who knows what happens in the next ten years. But um, as I look to close this, is there anything you would recommend to somebody who's fresh out of college, who's trying to figure out what it is that they want to do? Maybe they don't have as direct of an interest in anything as, as you did with marketing per se. Um, but they're just trying to explore what it is that their career, their next career move should be. I would say like reach out to like mutual connections of like, if they are in a position that you might be interested in, pick their brain about it. Uh, watch videos online. Like Google has been really my best friend for since Google was around, I guess. Um, <laughs> That makes me sound like really young, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I think like even finding like someone like you or someone like me and connecting with us and like picking our brains about that is crucial. Um, and if they are in a position where like their manager is like up for conversation or creating connections within their company, I think that's also crucial. And if they are in an area where they can get certifications. I think that's also crucial just because like it makes you understand what you're going to be working for and puts that on your resume. So I guess it's like a combination of a lot of different things. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think it's silly to say, but TikTok has been like a great resource for me for connecting with like other like-minded professionals. Um, even myself, I have like a discord where I host one-on-one uh, -on -one chats with people and we just kind of like walk through their resume walk through like possible avenues so find people that like offer that and mm -hmm. connect with them 
So yeah. I love that. That's so great. Never say TikTok is silly. I'm obsessed with TikTok. (laughs) TikTok is show like exposed me to so many cool new people. And like I've met half my guests via TikTok. So I support it all the way. Um, But thank you so much for joining me. This has been fantastic. I loved how we were actually able to dive a little bit more into your actual roles and and what got you there. Um, Before I let you go, do you want to plug your TikTok, your silly little TikTok? (laughs) My silly little TikTok. I actually changed my uh TikTok name so let me see what it is I I I named it oh it's just W H W F H Danny the work from home Danny oh I love it I love it okay well I'll put it in the bio as well so or in the episode description so people can check it out but thank you again and I look forward to seeing more of your TikToks and you making me feel bad about how I look (laughs) for my remote work I literally laughed I I watched it like right before this and I was like holy god my hair is still in the bun from the workout session I had this morning (laughs) like well I guess I'm kind of a fraud of a TikTok creator because these days I feel like I don't look like that so don't believe everything on the internet yeah (laughs) awesome well thank you so much Danny Thanks, Megan. All right, people. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. As I said, it was great. I thought I thought a lot of the points that we discussed were very different than what we typically do. Um, and one thing that I wanted to, to point out specifically was at one point, Danny and I were talking about um, her, her most current job and how she's got these projects on the side that she really enjoys. It was like, okay, okay, eyes, some, something like that, whatever the acronym is. Um, and she's got that side, side work on top of her main role. And she was saying how when you're doing, like looking for your next job or you're finding that new role, you should be asking what other projects you will be working on or what your additional duties outside of the main job description are. And I think that's so important because I never really thought about it that way, but that does take up a large part of your your role. At least everything I've done thus far in my ripe two years of working in the corporate world, um, there are a lot more than just your your classic day-to-day product responsibilities. So I think that's something, So it's a great piece of advice. Figure out what it is that you might be doing in addition to what those main responsibilities are. And for her, this is perfect because she found that she really enjoyed these extra additional responsibilities. And so I think that can open your eyes to all the other different types of roles out there or interests that you may have because, you know, today Danny might be enjoying these as side projects, but who knows, maybe in a year she's going to realize, okay, I want that to actually be my main responsibility and I'll take on new additional side projects. Um, but I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about is, is how do you find what it is that you want to do in a job and especially going through that interview process, what types of questions should you be asking to figure out, is this what I really want to be doing on the day to day? So yes, I thought that was another fantastic episode. Um, Danny mentioned her like social media. It's WFH Danny. Um, you can find her on TikTok. She's got some great videos on there. She also mentioned how she's like helping other people like career wise and resume review, that kind of stuff. I think that's so, so wholesome. I love it. Um, I'm sure she'd be more than happy to, to connect if anyone wants to reach out, has any additional questions. But With that, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. As always, send this to your grandma. Um, Follow What Now Megan. Like this podcast, Just Doing Life. Um, I hope you guys got something great out of this. If you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to chat about, I'm always open. And 
ta-ta, grab the bull by its horns, and have a good day. Bye.